What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another one of our episode of the Boring Money Show. Now, today, what I wanted to do is actually start a series where I just share some of the success principles that have been helpful for me uh, when it comes to just managing my own personal finances and just repeatable frameworks that help me see opportunities and just kind of analyze the decisions uh, that I make. Now, what I want to do is clearly communicate that this is not financial advice by any means whatsoever. All I'm doing is sharing what's worked for me, some of the investments principles that I've learned over the years. And this is for pure entertainment purposes. If you're seeking financial advice, if you have issues with your own portfolio, seek a financial advisor, somebody who's licensed and who's qualified to be able to meet you at your unique needs. This is just for educational purposes and same purposes only. And one of the principles that I learned is that just doing a deeper reflection is actually called rigging the game in your favor. Right now, this principle is all about how to rig whatever game you're looking to play and give yourself an unfair advantage. Now, the game of business or investments or finances, um, it doesn't matter what game you're playing. It could be any game, right? Like, let's take finance as an example when it comes to the framework of investing. Now, this may seem simple, but it requires time and effort to get right. Be able to wrap your mind around this principle and properly execute on it, those on the outside looking in, it would appear that you're able to touch whatever you turn to gold <laughs> or touch whatever you turn to green in this case, right? Some people who are closed-minded will think you just got lucky and those who on the outside would just sit and watch, right? Now, this core principle here is one that I've used to seemingly, honestly, seemingly strike gold over and over again. All right. There are several questions that when I think about how do I rig this game or kind of stack the odds and give myself an unfair advantage in this situation, there's a few questions that I like to ask myself. All right. Uh, one of the questions is how much of the risk can I domesticate? Meaning there's no way you can eliminate risk. But can I domesticate the risk and, and kind of put it into a corner so I can at least see where it's going to come from? Right? I may not be prepared for it to come from all angles, but if I can domesticate a risk in a way where it's like I limit all the variables to where I know the risk is here, but I could keep an eye on it at all times. Right. Um, and understanding how much of it do I have control over and what is ultimately out of my control? What am I going to have to wait and see? All right. The second question is, what is the upside? All right. And how much do I stand to gain from this opportunity, from this business, from this investment? What is the upside on this? All right. What is the opportunity cost weighed against other options being considered? For example, right when I was analyzing the traditional world finance versus crypto, I was looking at an 8% annual interest versus a potential of earning 100% annual uh, 
interest, right? So those opportunity, like I'm weighing the opportunity cost of both options, right? So like, what is the opportunity cost weighed against other viable opportunities? And then the fourth question I like to ask is, are there more than one ways I can win this, right? I try to steer clear of opportunities that only have one way to win, right? Because those are, are very risky. They're, they're more risky than I'm comfortable taking. Right. So let's say Dogecoin, for example, there's only one real way for that for me to win playing that game is for enough people to buy in. To increase the price of it so I can exit with profit, I need somebody else to do my exit liquidity. Right. So it's not going to be a primary investment tool, in my opinion, based weighed against my personal filters. Right, so I'm like, how many ways can I win this game? Right. I start thinking of all the different possibilities, different ways that I can win. If there's only one way to win, then you're taking on too much risk because you don't have a, a, a way to pivot. Right. And then uh, the fifth question is, what is the least amount of effort I can put in and still win? Right. If I'm thinking about this and thinking about okay, what are the what's the least amount of effort I could put in and still win? Because if I can identify the few things that I can do to win or to stack the odds in my favor, now I can expand on that list to really determine how what are the ins and out things that I can be doing to really drive things forward. That what's the least amount of effort I could put in and still win this game? All right. Now I want to think through these things because how well. I can answer the questions will let me know if this is something truly worth pursuing, right? The next step is building a an actual strategy around how I'm going to be taking advantage of the opportunity or bringing this thing to market. Now, when I'm building the strategy, I want a strategy that's based on worst case scenario, not best case. Right. So I want to try and build things around worst case scenario. The goal of the strategy is determining if I can win with a worst case scenario in mind. If I have an opportunity where worst case scenario, I still am able to win in a, in a big way. That's a game. If I enter, I can rig. Right. If I can build an effective plan on a worst case scenario, not the best case, then that game is completely rigged because it doesn't matter. I can come enter the game, trip and fall all over myself, go face first into the ground and still win, right? Then that game is completely rigged. And if I'm able to do that, I have successfully recruited two undefeated players to my team. And this was from uh, one of my mentors that I learned this, time and randomness. Right. I can't control time and I can't stop random things from happening. So if I plan properly and do my due diligence in assessing an opportunity and asking those questions and reflecting and putting together a proper strategy. Now, when I enter this game, I've recruited two undefeated players on my team, time and randomness. You can't stop time and you can't stop random things from happening. But if I do my job, those two forces are going to be working in my favor and creating opportunities for me to win that I could not create on my own. Right. No matter what we can do, we can always count on one of those two things happening. 
So by building a plan that's based on the worst case in mind, we can we effectively can't lose, right? Now, how do we go about creating this plan? Or how do I go about creating this plan? Right? The first step is just kind of thinking through ways things can go wrong. What are all the things that can go wrong? This is being realistic, right? And I like to call this the, the shit test, right? What are all the different ways like shit can hit the fan, right? Imagine a spinning fan and, and you're just throwing a ton of crap at the fan and the spraying it. I'm like, well, what are all the different ways I can get sprayed and shit can go wrong in this opportunity, right? And this is just based on what my best guess will be, being as pessimistic as possible, right? And as I start to think through it, I'm already preparing myself for getting sprayed, right? I'm already preparing myself for the worst case scenario, thinking through those things. Um, and sorry for the gross visual, <laughs> but those types of visual help me really see the full picture as much as I can, right? It helps me, it, it gets me prepared to be okay with the unknown, right? So, and then what I want to think about is now that we sit down and start thinking through uh, what can happen in a worst case uh, situation, now I want to think, okay, what is the first, second, and third order of consequences based on things that could possibly go wrong, right? And when I'm doing this, I want to think through like the different domino effects uh, that can come as a result of the shit test, right? Then from there, I can begin doing some preliminary work, right? Remember this, the quality of the decision needs to be determined before the outcome, right? And this is really, really important because if I make a really good decision and the outcome is less than desirable, I know that because I had a framework for making my decisions, it was still a good decision. And I don't need to, I don't need to question the decision that I made. I just need to learn from the situation and see if I need to upgrade my operating system or my decision-making framework. Or if this was just one of those situations where, you know, I did the best that I could with the information that I had and it just didn't work out in my favor. Move on. Right. So by doing this properly and doing the, the, the preliminary work, I can determine before I do it if it's a truly good decision. Right. Because before we start thinking about a positive outcome, we need to make sure that we're making the decision from a calculated perspective. Right. So when shit does eventually hit the fan, you're properly prepared for it. And I'm properly preparing myself for it. And that's ultimately, that's the framework, right? That's how um, we've I've been able to seemingly rig several games, right? Or first several businesses, um, we've been able to do seven figures in them and then been able to go from like $200,000 in crypto uh, to turning that into a portfolio of over 4.4 million, right? Now, it's the same decision-making framework just applies to a different vertical. When you understand how to really stack the odds and give yourself a unfair advantage in, in the opportunities that you're analyzing, you're really able to get two of the most powerful players on your team and start harnessing the power of time and randomness. All right. Um, and that's how I analyze potential projects that I'm looking to put money into. That's how I'm analyzing assets 
Um, and ultimately, that's what went into developing the protect principle first and produce cash flow second investment thesis that I created that's allowed us to see consistent gains and returns in the markets despite all the volatility. So I hope you found that helpful. Uh, and I'll catch you in the next one. If you found this video helpful, chances are you're going to find a ton of value in our Boring Money community where I'm in there live actively sharing articles, market updates, and just uh, educating you on what's going on in the market real time. So if you don't want to wait for another one of these episodes or another video training to come out and you want to have live updates on what's happening in the market, go ahead and join the Boring Money community where you can have access to us and be able to ask any questions that you want and potentially even get featured in an episode. Till next time, hope to see you on the inside.